Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast on Apocalypse. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian Kirby Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Joe Morton Fortner. What's going on, man? Uh, lovely, man. Doing great. Doing good. <laughs> How you doing? How you feeling? <laughs> Happy birthday. Let's Thank start you. out with that again, Thank man. You. Man, Happy I'm good. Happy birthday, bro. It's a good day. How you feeling? I'm on my day three of a four-day weekend, so I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty chill. Pretty relaxed. I get some shopping done. Uh, you know, for the stuff that we buy. <laughs> Movies and CDs and video games and all that jazz. Come on, man. I know we I know we stay humble, but let's keep it real. Let's not act like you ain't rocking out with your cock out. You know what I'm talking about? All right, Every day. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Congratulations on life, bro. Every day I walk outside the front door, I pull my nuts out, and I go, look at this world. This is how big my balls are. And then I walk back in. And I've had the cops called on me four times since then. But I told them I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> white privilege. But I'm, I'm proud of you, man, for making it. Ain't um, that the most white like, privilege crap in the world if that were the case? That really would be. Well, sir, you have to stop doing that. No. Okay. <laughs> That'd be real. <laughs> we both must be sleeping. I know I'm tired. We're gonna talk about it later. You I know, am sleeping. I fucked around and watched the snack Zack Snyder cut. The snack you know cider, <laughs> bro. I can't talk, bro. Snack cider, <laughs> cider cut, cider cake. But no, the, the Zack Snyder cut, Justice League. Do you think Zack um, Snyder's wife walks up to him and goes, "Give me a Zacky snack" when she wants a kiss? I don't know where that even came from. I, <laughs> I don't her, Probably a super don't give a damn. But uh, well, you think if he eats, <laughs> you think if he eats potato he chips, he goes. Zach loves his snacks, and then he laughs to himself because that's what I like to imagine. He loves his Zach snacks. He has a whole cabinet in his house just labeled Zach snacks. You know what though? That does remind me, man. I want to shout out Master P for releasing wrap snacks. <laughs> me they too. Are delicious. They are good. I support them. I need to. I need to try the noodles. How about the Migos ones? Uh, yeah, the Migos. Because I, I think I had all of them, man. I had the Boosie ones, Migos. Biggie got a jalapeno flavor. Um, about the I think Cardi B. Yeah, about yeah. the about the E forty noodles. I wasn't a fan. They weren't. They weren't as good as the the chips. Hey, bro, that's pe- peasant food, man. Of course you're not going to like the, the fucking noodles, man. You got a PS5 now. You let, hold on, let, let's, let's, I still shop at Dollar General. <laughs> so. <laughs> for what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hand binding gear for your fucking. <laughs> no, grocery food. Dollar General's where it's at, bro. If you need basics and nothing special, just go to Dollar General. It ain't too bad. Need some paper towels. <laughs> I do. Hold <laughs> up a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. This Just is supposed to be forty percent off. What are you doing? <laughs> I just want some food stamps again. If anybody has a food stamp plug, please hit us up at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail dot com, and I will figure out a way. You know what I'm saying? We can make an exchange for that EBT. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I, I interrupt. Uh, I interrupt <laughs> the introduction, man. You, I don't, you know, that's not what the show's about. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of is most weeks. Well, okay. This brings us to an important, crucial turning point in the show for this week. We're going to tell you guys what the show's about if this is your first time listening, and then we're going to we'll lay down one very quick rule. So this show is a video game show. We get together, we talk about video games, the news, and a roundtable, or do a top seven. This week we're doing a roundtable. It's a partway conversation. We're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. But there's one very important rule. Todd, what is the most important rule about what we do if people can't tell already? We talk about what the fuck we want, how we want to, when we want to, and it is a beautiful thing. And we are blessed and thankful that y'all are listening at this point because those who have made it to this point normally that are new to the tribe are, you know, fucking with us at least to an extent. So we appreciate you. Um, you know what I mean? And, you know, out of respect, I already said today, I was like, damn, bro, we need to keep it short. Respect your time. Today is your birthday. Enjoy your life. You know what I'm saying? Let you do some things, you know, in the, in the Patreon, which is always fun. Probably one a little bit longer than I want to too. But fuck, eh, I know we love this. It was a good conversation. Try, you know what I'm saying? But, but, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. You know, we can, we can get to it whenever you're ready. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, I'm, this week we are doing a, a regular, regular shit though, right? Like, did you yeah. want to lead it off as far as what we've been playing? Cause I know you got a game that you're excited about that you, you know, been fucking with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I can lead us off. I've been talking about some stuff. Um, I've been playing some stuff. The first thing I want to talk about, is, I'm also excited about this. If you've got a computer and you've got Steam on the computer, the game Loop Hero, and you like old school mashup genres, I highly recommend it. I've been trying to explain to people exactly what this game is because it has a lot of different mechanics and things going on. But let me put it like this. It is part roguelike, part um, RPG, part strategy game, part card placement game, part deck builder, part village builder, um, and part auto battler. So, look, I get it. That sounds like it's got a lot going on It because that is a lot of different genres. But what I have found out is that if you do genre mashups just over the time of playing games and doing the show, generally speaking, if you are able to connect those systems and make them very cohesive and flow together nicely, what you usually have is an amazing experience. And with Loop Hero, you have an amazing experience. Everything about that game flows, works perfectly, vertically and horizontally, all the integration for these different systems really connect very well. Um, it's a challenging game. It's extremely challenging. And it does take a moment to figure out, because basically in Loop Hero, they tell you, here's the rules. You're going to go walk around this loop, and you're going to get cards, and you're going to place cards that will spawn different enemies, and you'll get different treasures. But the things they don't tell you is where the crucial... the the unlocking, if you will, the the adventure experience in Loop Hero about when you like lay next, you lay two cards next to each other and they create a whole new enemy type. And that's something that you didn't know existed. Or if you lay a vampire's mansion down, but you lay a um, right next to it, a crystal down that actually speeds time up and it causes the vampire to actually lose um life as the thing continues to take away during your battle 
some of these little minor details that they don't explain throughout and that you just do to discover. Um, the fact that you can spawn goblins if you lay down too many rocks in a row. It's just kind of this amazing little experience that's got a lot of depth to it. It's got a lot of fun to it. If you have a PC, I highly recommend playing it. It's mouse only um, or keyboard. It's, you know, but I would highly recommend recommend using the mouse because it feels like a very casual game, Todd. Um, but it's not. That's the amazing thing about it. It feels like a casual game that's not. And it's one of those that it's highly addictive. Like I would get caught in a loop of going, all right, I'm just going to do one more loop. I'm just going to do one more loop. I'm just going to do one more loop. And just some quick tips for beginners. Um, make sure that you're paying attention to your equipment, upgrading your equipment, and also just realize that every time you go around the loop, uh, the enemies do get harder, but you're supposed to get tougher with them as well. So I've officially beaten the first two chapters of the game and there's four chapters and I've played for, I think my clock on steam on the time on that one, it's 21 hours in game. So it's a lot of fun. I really love loop here. It's got a big chance of being my number one game of the year right now, just for how impressive and unique and fun and, you know, it's a little indie game. It's like 15 bucks on Steam. So, you know, if it's something you want to try, give it a shot. So it's very much my style, though. Any questions about Loop Hero, Todd? No, not really. It doesn't sound like my cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that it's not a good game. I've not heard anything but positive shit about it on the cool. So, like, I'm not, I'm glad... Like outside, if you were the first person to tell me about it, and then I went back and you know did a little bit of digging myself. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, good shit. And it's always good to be able to shout out the fifteen dollar indie game that's you know might might be uh, enjoyable to a few people that had never heard of it before. Absolutely. And I think, like, what, do, do you think even though it's not my cup of tea, like if I put it on, it would. I'm, I'm assuming it would capture my attention at least. Like, it, yeah, good I games th- are good games. I think it would 100 percent capture your attention just because of kind of the art style to it. I think the art style would get was where you right. would get into it because it's got this. It's definitely pixelate. It's you know 16 bit and 8 bit art kind of combined on different screens and different formats. But I think it would definitely capture your attention for a couple of hours. And then the battle system, even though I've never been a big fan of auto battlers, watching the battle system engage is a lot of fun and can become very tense, especially if you realize that you're about to die and lose all of your loot. Oh, yeah. It's also an inventory management system on top of that, too. So, good, you know, that's... That's the beautiful thing about this game is they combine so many different genres and systems together that it shouldn't work. And I think what's so impressive about it is it does work. It works really you know what, well. Though, not to hit a U-turn on you, but I did I did want to ask you your serious opinion on... Because I know you got your PlayStation 5. Um, and Hold on real quick. Yeah, no, no worries. No worries. What's going on now? But yeah, man. But yeah, man. I, I was curious with the PlayStation Five thing. Like, how was your experience with Astro Glide's Play World? Oh yes, dude. Thank you. I completely forgot about Astro Glide. That's funny. But yeah, Astro's Play World, dude. That would have. Um, I think Curtis said it was on his top seven of the year last year, and I can totally see that there's a valid reason for that. Um, I think it would have been a little bit lower on my list, um, just because it's such a short experience. But I will say this, that game has some incredible Easter eggs in it. It's a lot of fun for a platformer, 
And that final boss that they have in the game was actually like one of the more enjoyable boss fights I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, it's I wouldn't spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it yet, but I highly recommend playing through Astro's Playroom once you get the PS5. It does a good job of showing you the uniqueness of the controller, but it also does a good job of being a game that can stand on its own. Um, there's a lot to explore in it. Even my wife played it for a little bit, and she was having fun with it, too. And, you know, that's not necessarily her type of game, but she was enjoying her experience with that game overall. Um, she's been playing Valhalla on PS5, so I've been watching her play that. She re- That's a beautiful game. That's just, that's a stunningly gorgeous, amazing looking game altogether. Um, I really kind of wish that's something that I would have started playing. And I know we could no, play I simultaneously, love, I, but I like I, watching that, it. That's, that's what I've been playing. I love Valhalla. I love watching know. it, dude. It's, it's 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 steadily climbing up to be my favorite Assassin's Creed. Whenever I beat it in two, the year when, they, which will probably be when they finish mining Bitcoin by the time I beat it, but twenty twenty five sure. Uh, I think it's like two thousand one hundred year thirty AD after yeah. the death of the Lord our Black Jesus Christ in this little tuxedo suit in the manger, <laughs> little cute baby Black Jesus with his little dreadlocks. Under the stars of the north, with Santa Claus flying over it. When that happens, I'll probably have finally finished Valhalla. With the but Easter I, Bunny I, standing there, jerking off in the corner. Oh God, poor Easter Bunny has problems. We might need to edit that whole part, man. I need. I'm, 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 I'll I'm leave it in for now. We'll see. That's what she said. But um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that your wife is is enjoying the AC Valhalla, bro. Valhalla is dope to me. I think I seen Dewey gonna get it on the five, but I'm cool with it on the PC. Oh yeah, dude! Um, like I'll I'll say this: like just watching it, it's I could see this game is incredible. Um, but I'll say, dude, like that controller. There's something about that PlayStation controller, and when you're walking through Astro's Playroom, here was the other thing: is you know they did this with the DualShock Four, if you remember correctly, like back in the day. They had something to demonstrate the DualShock 4 and what it could do and the little speaker on it. But it didn't... There wasn't a lot of games afterwards that integrated it, if you remember. They didn't really integrate the use of the DualShock 4 to all together. I think Metal Gear tried it. Yeah. It was kind of cute. You know what I'm saying? And what is it? The Phantom... Uh, you know what I'm saying. Though. The Phantom Pain. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, hey, thank you, sir. Well, because they did uh, that with this. Um, did Death Stranding do it? Am I tripping? I was think I it did it a little bit, like in certain spots. Yeah, I think it did it. Like, a I know little that was bit. your baby. That was your weird baby. But yeah, it was like a couple of spots where there's a couple the, of spots the where the controller with the baby. Controller, with, with the the baby, baby would cry. Yeah, he would cry, right. and then you had to like do the thing on the controller where you would like cradle them or cozy or whatever, rock, or them. rock them to yeah, sleep. But you could rock them too fast. Right. Yeah, but not a whole lot of games would, like, take advantage of that system. Um, And that was, like, the Switch, too, because you remember Switch talked about the 3D rumble that they had. And I think there was, like, one game that really used it, which was the 1-2 Switch. And that was really it. But I get the sense that PlayStation is, I don't know if they're making it a requirement, but it's almost like... So the other game I'm going to talk about is Demon's Souls. Obviously, I'm a big from software fan i like those games a lot um but demon souls integrated that very well 
and not just very well. It's it's one of these like subtle things that you just start to integrate into your play style and you don't realize you are. So one of the things, Todd, one of the soldiers in the very first opening level Bolteria Palace or Bolterian Courtyard where you're at, they throw firebombs at you. And the thing that the controller did was the controller would start lighting, like it would start lightly vibrating when a firebomb was being lit near you. And then you would actually hear the whoosh on the controller itself. And so then you would start to back up. And there were certain things too where like if you were standing in a swamp in one of the areas and there was stuff near you or vibrating near your feet, the controller would start lightly vibrating to the right or to the left depending on what direction the enemy was facing. So it gave you these kind of tells and these signs. And at first I thought it was going to be off-putting just the feel of it but it became so uniquely part of the process that it just becomes almost another sense for you to be able to interact with the game with i think this is the first Mm. time since rumble packs have started that this entire idea of being able to interact with the game physically by using that physical sense of touch has finally succeeded to where it should be this is setting the precedent for me of what a rumble pack or a rumble in a game should do. Um, because, you know, I get the sense that the PlayStation DualShock 5 is probably going to be my favorite controller of all time. And it's a revolutionary controller. Time. Yeah. I mean, for me, this really is a revolutionary controller. And Demon Souls proves that more than anything else. Whether or not it's when I'm swinging my weapon and I can hear the whoosh of my weapon on my controller... And then when it clings with somebody, it does like the cling on my controller with the slight vibration tap to let me know that I've made contact. And it just, it feels so good. It's just like... It's not like you just described like a super vibrator though. So I'm right. bringing you a lot of pleasure. <laughs> it is, man. It is. But Demon Souls, let's talk about Demon Souls for a second, right? So this is, this would have been my number one game of the year last year. Had I played it last year, this would have been it. But Demon's Souls is, you know, Blue Point, it's a complete remaster of the original Demon's Souls from PS3 era. And it's the original brutal challenge, if you will. It's, it's the brutal original challenge that inspired or, you know, was before Dark Souls and before Sekiro, right? So the thing about Demon's Souls is I think this is a great entry point for people who have not played a series like this or not wanted to because... Really, this is probably out of all four, five of the games, six, Bloodborne too. Out of all six of the games, this is the easiest one. Demon Souls is the easiest one. It's got some of the harder bosses in the series, but nothing compared to Sekiro, nothing compared to Dark Souls, nothing compared to Bloodborne. Um, this is definitely the least frustrating one, but this is a beautiful, beautiful remaster. Everything from the environment to the handling of the weapons to the controls to everything about it is very faithful to the original, but it also is just a beautiful looking game. It, it's a, it's a show off, man. If you're going to show off the PS5, this is the game that you put on to show off the graphics that the PS5 can handle. Cause that's how gorgeous this game is. Um, it just, it looks fantastic, feels fantastic. I did beat it as well. Um, took me 31 hours to beat it first run through, but I'm already in new game plus and I'm already, 
I'd probably say I'm about 25% done with my new Game Plus run on it right now. So, um, just a beautiful game, man. Just amazing. If you haven't played it and you want that challenge, and this is the first time you've thought to yourself, hey, I haven't played Dark Souls, I haven't played Sekiro, but I've been wanting to try these games, I'd highly recommend starting out with something like Demon Souls. And Sekiro, yeah. you can play that on its yeah. own. That's its own beast. Like uh, whatever, PlayStation Five, blah blah blah. That was great. <laughs> so, no, I'm really happy for you. Um, well, thank you, Todd. Um, but no, man, it's it is one of those that it's like it's hard to explain the uniqueness of a game like Demon Souls. And for those who have only played Sekiro, I'll say this: there is a big difference here. Sekiro, you can't level up. Like, there's no leveling up. There's you can get beads and increase your health and all that stuff. Demon Souls, I got to the last boss on Thursday night, Thursday morning, if you will, Friday morning, and I couldn't beat him. I wasn't high enough level. So what did I do? I found a grind spot. I grinded out a million souls. I leveled up crazy amounts, and then I came back and whooped his ass real fast. Like, I mean, so that's the difference between this. If you find a grind spot, you can actually gain levels relatively quickly um, and just go back and just conquer everybody. Um, so, you know, it's highly recommended. Give it a run if, if this is something you've been interested in. And if you have a PS5 and want to give it a shot, let me know what you think. But that's all I got this week for games I've been playing. What about you, buddy? Anything else? Uh, I mean, I'm almost keeping lead. Started late, but I'm almost in Superstar 1 on 2K21 in that evil nice. And I found that I got to document that it's supremely toxic and my win percentage has gone down. I've run off all my friends. Just like any other kind of dope addiction, but it, it, it's still fun. You know what I mean? I might get one more game in there. Like, I got a game in this morning before I finished up on a movie. Um, weirdly, bro, I'm almost ashamed to say this because there's so much other shit that I should be responsible for playing, like, the newest and brightest and not going back to shit that I played a billion times and I always talk about. But when Bethesda dropped that uh, shit on Game Pass, I instantly re-downloaded Skyrim and it started like a, a new like six-hour run immediately. Um, so that was, and it's still fun, bro. I hate that to admit it, but it's still fun. I think I told you before, like I had to bring it back. You know what I'm saying to like original Skyrim 2K era. This is what I've been going through. So I thought that was just dope. Um, and then you know. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I already touched that. You know what I mean? That's just a beautiful, fun game. Random rage, running around. It's taking me forever, but it's fun. The same old loop with that. Uh, I'm down. I was trying to download Need for Speed Heat because yeah, I classic. About a game pass EA play. So I'll probably fuck with that after we finish recording the day a little bit. You know what I mean? But again, like I was trying to watch the movies. I, I started started winning uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But uh, that's primary. Oh yeah, Age of Empires again. In fact, I was on a two. Age of Empires is so good. Family gang, 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 gang. It was funny because uh, I was I was fucking with them and we was talking about stock market with this young man and how not to fuck with it because it's gambling and mumbo jumbo. But um, it came up where my homeboy, twenty years friends, you know what I mean, college friends. We were talking about like the old days where. We were in school and playing Tekken aggressively, uh, uh, competitively damn near. And we like just fight night nights where that was probably the only game he could get with me at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and uh, talking about just creating players. And 
you know, just the, the, the youth and the fun times. But then we always bring up Age of Empires, locking ourselves in a room. It was me, my homeboy VSOP, and my, my dog G. And we was talking about it last night. Like, damn, Craig went in the room first. He beat the game. It took him about a day. I went in the room first. I beat the game. It took me about two days. He went in the room. It took him about two months to beat the game. But he was just like, man, you can't even buy that game anymore because it's so old or whatever and blah, blah, blah. He was talking. He was running it. And I was like, as he was talking, I was just pulling it up on Game Pass. He didn't even know it existed. So uh, I've really been fucking with that. Um, I forgot. I probably played a couple of other little things, but that's pretty much what dominated the space for the week. Uh, you know, so that, that's why I was more excited to hear about what you had to say. It was more of a gaming week for you. You got the five. I'm still looking forward to that, but I'm just peeling through my motherfucking um, my backlog right now. I think I talked about Remnant last week. I didn't get a chance to hop back on that, but I'm probably hop on Marvel just because they did a little update to see. I hopped on. We Star got Wars some news on Marvel this disappointed. week. Oh, we did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did try to hop on Cyberpunk 2077, and as much as I love that game, I'm not going to lie, It, I was disappointed that it felt buggier than it did when I left, and I had left it alone in hopes when I got back yeah. that it would be fixed, you know what I'm saying, just to be completely honest. So That, um, one's, that one also made the news just with the digital cells being super low. Like just mm, almost right. CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077. It's it's almost the narrative coming out that it's a as far as performance goes, it's been a disappointment for him. With you know, and it's still a great game, but you know, at the same time, I understand it's you. You went back to it, and I tried to go back to it on PC, and I just couldn't. There was something about it that it just wasn't pulling me in again. Like right, not like right. I wanted it to. Right, that's what she said, bro. <laughs> that's, that's yes yes that is the perfect place for something like that um now age of empires 2 though man i'm glad you mentioned that because that is such an amazing i don't know dude that was such an in-depth first time experience for pc gaming for me that wasn't a 3d shooter like i didn't understand what an rts could do and then playing age of empires 2 and going oh my god this is like amazing this is now, hey, this is some real shit, too, though, bro. Not to put no pressure on you, but shout out Booty is Bob. You know what I'm saying? Where all things come together like booty cheeks and karma is a bitch and the truth is her husband. My dog. Mass effects. It's all over the place on Game Pass now, dog. It is, dude. Every, I just saw that this morning. Mass effect. Everything you need Mass Effect is there. So, you know, that, that, that's, that was pretty dope to see, too. I was tempted to go ahead and just re-download that sh- I might do that too, bro. But I hadn't played a Need for Speed in so long, and I kind of want to touch heat. So Need for Speed's a classic, man. Need for Speed and Burnout, both. I love both of those. Like, right, right. Burnout Paradise was amazing. When those ragdoll right, uh, physics happened, it's just so good. <laughs> that's just a fun time. Then with explosions, um, yes. Need for Speed is just a brand loyalty. I think just from the old days. Like and and I it's kind of akin to the Midnight Club yep. edition series, even though you know I think it's a little bit of that. But I kind of fell off on on Need for Speed once they introduced the police. I'm not you know Need for Speed Underground. Not, that was my favorite one. Out. You know what I'm saying? But Blue Lives Matter, whatever. Um, I, I, <laughs> you ready to get to some news? News team. News team. Let's hit that news team. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy. Champ Kine Sports. Rick Tan.
Hanlon Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Yeah, news thing. It's it. <laughs> um, all right, so we got some news. From, let's let's start with the top week of the news. Is So, PS Sony just announced their new PlayStation VR for the PS5. But they've also announced this week the controllers for it. And they put out an image of the controllers, which look amazing. But from the PlayStation blog itself, following the recent reveal of our next generation virtual reality systems for PS5, I'm excited to unveil more details about the new controller that will play a critical role in providing gamers with the VR experience we're working to deliver. Our new VR controller speaks to our mission of achieving a much deeper sense of presence and stronger feeling of immersion in VR experiences. It will build upon the innovation we introduced with the DualSense wireless controller, which changed how games feel on PS5 by unlocking a new way to tap into the sense of touch. Now we're bringing that innovation to VR gaming. If they can do that, I'm all on board with this controller. If they can do that, that is something I'm immediately going to have to figure out and go, okay, I I think it's finally time after all these years to buy into the VR stuff. I think we're at a point where... If you get the controller right, because that's always been my big thing. It's not the headsets, it's the controller. That has always been my big issue with these, is how to use that controller in appropriate ways. But with the look of these, if they can build that that real sense of touch into it, I'm all on board, Todd. I'm all on board. Digital titties, man. There it is. <laughs> that's what I want in my life. Just... Um, anyway, next piece of news, play at home 2021 updates, download free indie games and PS VR games starting on March 21st. Um, so here's a few games that they've announced for this, um, including horizon zero dawn will be free until April 19th, April 19th. You're going to get horizon zero dawn, but here's some games that they've talked about going to be free. Uh, Res is going to be free. Res was a lot of fun. Abzu, this is the one that uh, Shanice talked about. The Witness, classic. Witness, dude, is such a fun puzzle game. It's beautiful. Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. It's a classic game. Uh, Subnautica. Subnautica, that's a lot of fun, too. And then for the VR side, they're going to be giving away free. Moss, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Paper Beast and Thumper. So, and then get ready for that. So, um, I'm trying to see if there's any other ones that they've announced here besides those that we just went over. And then Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be free for download. Okay, it's between April 19th and May 14th. So, if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, me and Todd have talked about that game. It is highly recommended. It is a highly recommended game. Um, good time to put, what, 30, 35 hours into that one? Easy. Easy, right? Easy. It's aged well. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a good time while it looks like it's getting a little bit easier to get a system. Mm-hmm. That even, you know, to go back to that real quick, have you played anything, like, notice any difference clearly, like load times or anything with the uh, PlayStation 4 <laughs> versions of shit on the 5 for you? Yeah. 
I mean, I know that's played out at it, this point. It's a man. second, that's man. It's like half a second. Like, there's no... Dude, I launched Demon Souls the other day, and it went from splash screen to intro screen to continuing my game all within, like, 20 seconds. Like, no issues whatsoever. Uh, next piece of news, Outriders. The looter shooter is coming to Xbox Games Pass on day one. Day one, Outriders is going to be available for download. I played the demo. I was hesitant about getting it at $60, even though it was kind of fun. I was still like, I don't know. Now it's on Games Pass. I'm going to get it and I'm going to play it. That's how this works. Shit's becoming Netflixy. That's it, man. That's For real. How can you do like you know Microsoft got hacked, man? I'm, I don't know, man. It probably got our, our our personal information exposed, but I mean it's worth it. For, mm-hmm. You know, Skyrim. Dude, they got they, okay. That that ties into the next piece of news that I wanted to talk about real quick. It's about these new games coming to console, PC, and whatever for Xbox Games Pass. So coming to console, like we talked about, Outriders Day One. Undertale's coming to cloud console and PC. It's one of the best indie games I've ever played. It's probably my favorite indie game of all time. Highly recommend playing Undertale, especially if you like RPGs. Yakuza 6, cloud console and PC. Yakuza 6. You like, I like those Yakuza games. I highly recommend it. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons with the EA Plays console. It's going to be available. I talked about Squadrons last year. It's a great flight yeah, Squadrons game. Squadrons is fun as fuck, bro. Squadrons is fun as fuck. For real. Yeah. It really is, man. Like, And I highly recommend Like, You get to download it for free? Go for it. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Shout uh, out epilepsy, though, man. Like, <laughs> be careful. That's true. Console and PC, Octopath Traveler. I've literally been waiting to get this game. I've been waiting for the price mm-hmm. to drop. Octopath Traveler, console and PC, Oct- March 26th. Near Automata coming to PC. Near Automata. We talked about this one. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, Dead Fire. Dude, I wish I would have waited. Now, granted, I got this for $5 at Walmart, but that's coming to PC Games Pass soon. So, like, look, this is incredibly. I love this service. I love this service. We talked a little bit about it in the Patreon, but if you want to subscribe, $5 a month, get you an extra episode. But in that Patreon this week, I talk about why I believe we're currently in the 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 best age of gaming and access. And it's just a matter of we have to be able to, I guess, curate this stuff for ourselves. And that's what this show is for. It's to help you curate what you want to play. We're going to tell you our thoughts, our opinions, our looks on stuff. And maybe give you an idea of where to spend your time on. Because... Now it's not becoming necessarily a money issue. It is still, but it's becoming a time investment issue. Like, where do I'm going to spend my time with? Um, all right. Let's take a look at the next piece of news. Zenimax. Zenimax. Their board of directors was officially dissolved after Xbox purchased Bethesda. The Zenimax board of directors was dissolved after that $7.5 billion purchase. Um, so that's that's more on the kind of business side of things. But you're talking about a entire corporation's board of directors becomes dissolved after a purchase. And Xbox is playing with big money in a big arena. Um, 
And it's becoming a powerhouse. The gaming industry as a whole is becoming one of the biggest industries in the United States, if not going to be the biggest industry in the United States in the next few years. There are more people gaming now than ever before. Then especially through 2020. 2020 really, come on now. This is facts on top of facts, man. You lock people in. You know what I'm saying? They had scandals on the other side of the world behind uh, Animal Crossing and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a good time to be a gamer. It's a weird time to be a gamer. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, man, it's a goddamn chip shortage. That's weird. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn chip shortage. Cardano's on uh, Coinbase now, though, speaking of, of that one more time. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's getting like to the point where it's like, yeah, you're right. The chip shortage for sure. Here's another big news. It was another move by Sony. Sony has jointly acquired Evo. The fighting. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that shit. Sony has jointly acquired Evo. Like we're talking like, which Quick question. Yes. Boss Man brought up a good good question. Speaking Ooh, of that, that's what I was Yes, thank you. Because I was thank looking you. at the Facebook group threw me off and I had that dementia moment. Thanks for fucking bearing with us, people. And I'm sorry at the same time. Shout out Shanice. Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter as far as goddamn which fighter is better. He states Street Fighter is a better fighter than Mortal Kombat. That I say, hmm. <laughs> well, I'm kind of at a hmm there, too. So, do I like Street Fighter 2 better? Yes. Than all Mortal Kombat games? I do. I'll, I'll be real honest. Here's the difference. Here's here's why I like Street Fighter 2 a little better. It's because of nostalgia. It's what I grew up with. It was really my first fighting game. Mortal Kombat will always hold a special place in my heart, but Street Fighter 2 was the one that, if you want to say I spent the most time on trying to master, Street Fighter 2 was the one I spent the most time on trying to master. That being said... Street Fighter 2 is the only Street Fighter game I really engage with. I don't... In the Mortal Kombat series, I've played, I think, every Mortal Kombat game to completion. At least through the different characters and stories and stuff. And that last Mortal Kombat game was... That story was incredible. And that was a lot of fun. Come on, bro. Liu Kang becomes Fire God. You know how it is. Like, I think one of the better perspectives that I saw um, was, you know, originally, like, Street Fighter, yes, but over time, in the new era, it's kind of hard to deny, like, Mortal Kombat 11 on several different levels. It is. But I could also make a personal argument that right now, pound for pound, my favorite fighting uh, game would be Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, which, but, which is inspired by Street Fighter. It's like a, you know, that's a good conversation. Maybe one day we'll revisit that and have a whole we show should. on it. Because whatever. my favorite you know, fighting game of all time, here and have talk about it. my favorite fighting game of all time is Soul Calibur 2. If you're just right, going to go right, flat right. out of all time, Soul Calibur 2 is going to be the one that I would go with. So it'd be Soul Calibur 2, Street Fighter 2, and then probably at a low end or a third would be Mortal Kombat, and then fourth would be Killer Instinct. And that's kind of where I would stop. Because those are only the games that I've really, really played with, with the fighting games. Um, Yeah, this would be a good conversation. We should talk about this. But Street Fighter 2, it's... It's it's amazing, but Mortal Kombat 11, you can't deny it. But you're right about Dragon Ball Fighters, man. Look, I watch those videos that Rudy puts out. I like those videos. 
I really do. And it's mostly because I like the skill that goes into that and watching people execute that at a high level. That's why I watch Evo, even not being a fighting fan. I don't like fighting games. I watch Evo because that skill level is so incredible to me. And watching people execute at such a high level is just, that's amazing, dude. That's a talent all on its own. Like, there are guys out there, I still, my favorite video of all time was from the Evo World Champion. I think it was like 2006, 2007. It was Street Fighter 3, I think. And that guy was playing as Ken. And Chun-Li got her kicks off. He had like a sliver of health hey, lift. Bro. You know what I'm talking speaking about? Of stopping, speaking of stopping Asian hate, bro. I cannot remember those guys' names, but that is one of like the dopest motherfucking fights ever where he parried the every super, she, yeah. every super move. He parried it all and then yeah, killed it her. fucking ridiculous. That was Street Fighter 2 Turbo. It was Street Fighter 2 Turbo. That's right. right. Yeah. Watching him parry though, digital was... age where motherfuckers would walk up in to a room, yes, with joysticks, <laughs> yes, mano y mano, and yeah, get get it off, yeah, that classic shit, right? That is just my favorite. That's my favorite video. If you've never seen it, go look it up. Just look up the Street Fighter Two Chun Li parry video, and you'll see him do a perfect parry of. I forget it's like fifteen or sixteen moves he parries perfectly. Because more than that, and and what it is, is I'll just watch the documentary. And it was saying like that that was the thing at the time that Chun Li Super was unblockable. So for him to be able to parry, it, which I remember when they introduced that system, it was pretty dope, and it still stands up. And that's that's the argument you could make for Street Fighter being like, no, this is the best. But then it, it, there's a side of it like, well, you know, Street Fighter doesn't have fatalities, and Liu Kang is a fucking fire god. It's it's yeah. a certain kind of lore and storyline that. Yeah, like it, it's a the comparison to me kind of can boil boil down to some of the pop culture uh things that spawned from it. Like whose whose movie was better in my opinion? Well, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. But yeah, like even though I love John Claude Van Damme, <laughs> I love that Street Sport. Fighter movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's I, bad though. Old boy from Adam Family. No disrespect to you, but like, come on, bro. Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, it's that it's a good conversation. I I didn't mean to, you know. And I don't want to. And I don't want to upset anybody by not mentioning it. But Super Smash Bros. does involve in that conversation too. Like Super oh, yeah, Smash yeah, Bros. Yeah. For sure. Like, for sure. That's that's that's, that's a that's talent too. We had at a Gecko Con. Yeah. Um, I love Super Smash Bros. Or fucking yeah, fucking shout out to that too. Well, right. Yeah. Next piece. Next piece of news. This is a big one coming out of China. This is the big story for today, but it's also over the week. Tencent has officially patented a PC video game console that looks a lot like a Switch, and they've released some hardware images. Um, it basically looks like a Nintendo Switch. It's got a Windows button on the bottom left. It's got a keyboard button on the bottom right. It's got a... It looks like on the top left, it's got an option to switch between different windows whatever you're running and it's got yxab buttons two dual joysticks and a d-pad um it looks interesting but that's coming 10 cent that's that's a big deal them getting into the hardware side of things versus the software um and the movie production i mean that's that's a whole step forward and i'll be honest i mean my 4k television i bought from a chinese manufacturer because it was half what the cost of a u.s manufacturing company was and if they release a high-end portable pc gaming console where i could put steam on it and not have to carry a laptop when i want a game that's something i'm going to be looking at 
and I'm going to be seriously considering because you know it depends on how fast it runs, of course. But still, you're a fucking communist, man. Listen, <laughs> look, I get my entertainment. How I got to get my entertainment? That's that's how we do this. That's how we do this. I said that. I felt so bad saying that to you. You're not a communist. No, hell, Hydra. I'm no, not. but uh, yeah. Now the ten cent thing, man. I feel, uh, man. It's just it's it's too real, bro. Like it's too real. Um, I mean, what do you do? Like, what just, are your deeper thoughts on it? Do you have any? Is it? I mean, not enough. You know, to really discuss. We were talking yeah. about how, like, just basically, just you know, freedom of speech being coming a problem issue in question. Digging their tentacles deeper and deeper into corporate America and buying up more of America, kind of like Hydra feeling like not, not that is that a deeper conversation for another day as well? I think it is the Street Fighter thing. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I think it is because it is a I don't know, man. It is it's going to be an interesting going forward that that question of look, I just said it right. My 4K television was half off from a u.s manufacturer and it's a chinese made one and i bought it because of the price and you're gonna have a lot of people that want to engage with entertainment but if you're looking for a cheaper route to do it you look at the chinese brands and that's just the truth and if they do this and if they pull this console off then you know i mean that's just kind of the reality that we're looking at is a lot of stuff made in china manufactured in china and I don't know. It's a weird question. It's a weird conversation. But yeah, you're right. It's a it's a deeper question for a different day, for sure. Uh, next piece of news. Crystal Dynamics is committed to Marvel's Avengers for years to come, according to them. Years to come, with the roadmap is currently being worked on. All right. What the fuck are we talking about? So as I was saying, Crystal Dynamics has said that they are committed to Marvel's Avengers for years to come and are currently working on a roadmap. A roadmap. Um, Ain't that the same shit that they said about Anthem? That's exactly what I was about to bring up. That's the same thing they said about Anthem. So the question is, is this new boost for Marvel's Avengers, they get a next-gen version that just came out, 74 gigs on PS5, you're going to get a free upgrade from the PS4 to the PS5. They're adding some new content. The question I have is, is it enough? Is it enough? Or are we living in an age where because we have so much access to stuff and we have so much time to invest and only so much time in the day, if your game's not a hit from the outset, are you basically screwed? There's no more patient waiting for like right destiny. Right I think you're kind of right right now. I think uh, we talked about this earlier in the week. Like Outriders is fun, kind of, and everything, but I think partially what it is just gaining some um, steam from is just the fact that it wasn't really like expected to be a big hit. When you're dealing with one of the largest fucking licenses in the world in Marvel, yep, where you, people have been anticipating this game forever. I mean, you had a disadvantage, and I also like was talking about earlier this week with you how I didn't even buy Marvel for PS4. I bought Marvel for PS5. Yeah. So I'm kind of gonna try it again, and I did have a little bit more fun with it than the average bear. I guess I don't think it's the worst game ever created in the world, but it just suffers from expectations, and rightfully so because it is fucking Marvel. So I mean, you gotta 
it's not that great. You know what I mean? Like, I think, honestly, it's comparable to what I got from Outriders. Now, I'm going to check out Outriders when it's on Game Pass. I don't want to mm-hmm. shit on it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think you're right. You know, I think if it was, if they would have, like, Ghost released fucking Marvel, people might still be fucking with it just off the strength, just of the excitement of having it in a sense. But maybe I could be wrong, you know, but games like Anthem, like Marvel, I mean, they're pretty much fucked out the, out the gate. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, because um, it's one thing, like, you, I think you bring up a good point when you're dealing with a new IP, depending on the studio, because Anthem was a new IP, but it was supposed to be Bethesda. So there was expectation. Avengers was not a new IP. Bioware. Bioware, not Bethesda, duh. Sorry, long day. Um, you good, you good. But then you also had Avengers, which was not a huge thing, but it was a big IP for itself. So it should have been. People wanted it to be good. But then when you're talking about stuff like Destiny and Bungie, people were given that time. No Man's Sky was a little indie studio. that People gave that time to really do their thing. Even though it was bad news at the outset, people still gave the patience to it. I think if you're dealing with a big studio that's known for quality work or you're dealing with a big property, if it's not a hit out the gate, I think you may be in trouble at that point. And see, Destiny ought to be always had a little bit of market cap because they would always be able to peel off some Call of Duty people yeah. and first-person yeah. shooters. Whereas when you got that kind of looter shooter with Marvel, if you don't, you know, galvanize the troops early and get that fucking train rolling where they're spinning on the microtransactions and really getting caught up in the culture, then you know, you, once you're off track, it, you pretty much fuck. So, see, I'm still fuck with it. Um, if I'm a fanboy of anything, it's, it's Marvel. Like People would be surprised how excited I am about Game Pass right now and being able to play like Riders and shit in light of what's happened with the chip shortage, which also could be directly affecting stock besides the box with PS5, which opened up an opportunity for Microsoft to further expand on their game plan and uh, on the cool. It's kind of drawing me back into like a 360 era a little bit right now. But, I mean, I say all that to say, like, you know, I'll, I'll probably fucking piss a little when I get my PS5. But that'll be, like, down the road, the guy yeah. wherever comes out. You know what I mean? Or, like, games that just got pushed back, like, uh, Night... What is it? Night City or whatever the fuck. Not Night City. The, the fucking Gotham. The new Batman. Oh, yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah that one got pushed back to 2022. Yeah. I think we're going to run into that a little bit more. And that if, but if, if Microsoft keeps... Doing it for America right now, you know what I'm saying? Um, as long as they can protect their server, the cloud, uh, uh, they got an opportunity to get a little bit uh, more fan loyalty back, man. I'm kind of it's kind of calling me back, so we'll see, man. It's it's an interesting time because as we're talking about Marvel, that's on my PlayStation, and I just said like I really got that to play it on the PlayStation Five for the PlayStation controller to see if some of the other aspects of the game may be pulled out through development and give it an opportunity. Plus, Marvel is holding on to, like, they're, they're holding on. I think it does have a better chance of uh, surviving in the Anthem simply because Spider-Man has to come out, Black Panther has to come out. They won't gotta, you know, just shit yeah. on the wall, see what sticks. Um, and they're gonna have some fan people that come out simply to fuck with that. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I, we'll we'll talk about it again. I'm I already said I'm probably play it again with whatever little update installed just to look at it. But that's a hard game to get back into when you fall off of. Yeah, kind of like we were talking about Cyberpunk 2077. That's a hard game for me when I hop back on and I'm like, I was working on my Thor build, which I was having fun with, but waiting on it to load up, I I just I'm just like, nah, fuck it. 
I just smoke some crack and play 2K a little bit and, and go about my business. Smoke some crack and play 2K. Let me tell you something you might not know about me, Joe. <laughs> I smoke rocks. It's 7 o'clock on the dot. I want some crack rock. <laughs> this is my favorite version of that song. <laughs> Why did I think you were about to start singing Dick, box, dick in a Box? But that was like way better. I was like, bro, thank you, man. I, look, happy birthday, man. Thank you. No, but, uh... All right, two. What other news? Was there other news? Yeah, we got two more pieces of news. Two huh. more pieces of news. Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, the deluxe edition, is going to be out on June tenth, twenty twenty one. June tenth, Ninja Gaiden. You want to talk about Demon Souls being the original brutal challenge? Welcome to the original Sekiro challenge. Ninja Gaiden. It's going to include Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Sigma two, and Ninja Gaiden three Razor's Edge. Um, it's also going to have a Master Collection digital art book and soundtrack uh, for that. They've updated it to 4K 60fps. Some screenshots got released. It looks like a beautiful game. I will be buying this and playing through these because it's been a while since I played some Ninja Gaiden. And I miss it. Oh, I love those games. will understand the power of the Shinobi. Yes. For real, my dog. I just wish they'd, I wish they'd remaster or remake Ninja Gaiden Black. So that was still my favorite one. That's the one. That's the one. That's that's my favorite one, bro. You yeah. already know. It's a classic. You know Fuck those werewolves. Fuck those werewolves. Man, and all I'm going to say is, I don't know why they chose Sigma, Sigma 2, and 3, which I, I get. I mean, they're good games, but Ninja Gaiden Black was where but it was it's at. It's black, dog. Yeah. That's the one. That was the one for me, man. That would man. be like a great remake, bro. That yes. would be a great fucking remake, dog. Mm-hmm. That I would fuck with. For sure. For sure. I'm definitely going to be. Uh, yeah, last piece of news real quick and then we'll move on. <laughs> last of Us Part 2, they put a mod out that replaces Ellie with Joel. So if you want to play as Joel more, go right ahead. <laughs> the funniest thing is when Joel's talking to Joel. That kills me. <laughs> Just Now the game's a 10 out of 10. Now the game's a 10 out of 10. Perfect. You put Joel in the place of Ellie, we're done. It's It's done. I wonder if they kept Ellie's voice, because that'd be even funnier. Or, like, when Ellie was little in the cutscenes, or, like, when you're, like, turning 15 or 16, and they just make Joel smaller. <laughs> just little just Joel. Just to show how, how, how pissed off Last of Us fans are still about Joel. <laughs> they really are. Like, like that's really what that argument boiled down to, it seems like now. It's like Cardi B versus motherfucking Candace Owens. That's what it is. It's just no one wins. No, no one wins that plantation no argument. It's this. But all losing. Everybody's losing. <sighs> I'm going to download that mod. I'm bigger than you. I'm better than you. That's my favorite. And I'm stronger too. This is my it's favorite version from that. That's my favorite song now. Especially the one that just for Last of Us Part 2. It just. That's not a game that made either one of our lists last year for best game of the year. Like, it just. I don't even remember, like, I remember some things about it, but nothing I ever want to revisit on it. I mean, there is greatness about that game. For sure. I think we both respect the game. It's just we don't have to fucking lie about how we feel about it. No. Does that that sound no because we're not pressured we can be wrong but no we can we're not pressured to give you an dishonest opinion based off society like societal pressure 
Like, we're not going to tell you something's great or amazing or our favorite thing if it's not our favorite thing just because of societal pressure saying that it should be our favorite. We've never done that. Me and you don't do it that, though. The power, it just shows the power of semen retention, bro. I need a, like... <laughs> but it's just, like... I don't have pressure to tell you my favorite movie of all time is Moonlighting or whatever that movie was called just because it's supposed to be like that movie was very very interesting but it is not my favorite movie of the last few years or whatever it may be like that's just not like there's better things in my opinion. I mean it was that time I felt pressure to say that Fallout 76 was dope because I was excited about meeting Todd Howard. Man that was so uh, cool though and, we met and- Todd Howard. We met Todd Howard. That guy was dope, too. Like, Yeah, he was a nice guy, man. And, I mean, I am excited to see if QuakeCon will come back now that Microsoft yeah. has bought Bethesda and I will be giddy and then I will be ready to go outside once people are double vaccinated and we're all fucking uh, just turning up full mutants. Um, I just so want to be a what's mutant. What's your favorite movie? Of all yeah, time? Toxic Avengers. Toxic Avengers. Oh, I love that movie. My favorite movie of all time is Casablanca. I love Casablanca. My second favorite That's movie good. of all time is The Monster Squad from the 80s. <laughs> I love, I love. That is an amazing film, sir. It really is. Say. Wolfman's got uh, nards. That's my favorite quote from that movie. My name is Horus. was okay on Netflix. Kind of weird if you can get over the uh, weird anime. It's a cool kaiju in that. I think that's... And, uh, I want to see some kaiju. Just to say it, Forspoken. You're looking at Forspoken. I guess it's a new game that's coming out. You can check out. Apparently, do you know what's trending on Twitter right now? The Magic School Bus, because people are remembering how much they hate the new Miss Frizzle. They want the old Miss Frizzle back. The stuff that trends on Twitter kills me. It really Man. does. We don't get canceled. Uh, uh we get are. Any other news? Or are you ready to get into the old no, we'll, let's, Snyder Cut? Let's get into Justice the Snyder League. Cut Justice League Snyder Cut. Four hours and made for old televisions. That's that's what I see. It's four hours long and it's made for old TVs. Four by three televisions. No widescreen. I want them to put it out on Laserdisc so I can have eight Laserdiscs to watch the Snyder Cut on. The crazy part is, man, so, okay, so we talked about this. I finished it this morning. Yes. You got how long? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Because of a four-hour movie. I was going to watch the rest of it, but I I had some stuff I won't talk about that came up that was more pressing, so I didn't have time to start it until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I think it brings up the point and the problem. It's a four-hour movie. So, like, a lot of investment. Shit show of what he did. He's a horrible person, by the way. 2017, when the world came out, I mean, what did you expect when you direct Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You take a fucking Zack Snyder, Mr. 300 himself movie and try to strip it down to a two and a half hour, two hour movie so you can watch it in theaters. This is this. I I let off with you talking about it earlier today was saying, like, I actually really enjoy the movie It's a lot. I love about the movie and I think it's absolutely fantastic. I'm so grateful that they put this shit out and yeah. fixed some Travis was Justice League, but it's kind of hard for me to give it like Godfather level respect of a four hour fucking film in time. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, we'll probably, I know we're going to revisit this when you complete it, though, because, again, like, this is the first day I've spent about four weeks not wearing your dark side hat, and literally from shit, just the comic book side of you for that yeah. portion of it, like, I know you'll sit down and listen to comic books audibly, and, and, you know what I mean, just like I would, and catch up on comic books and read comic books, and just that aspect of the storyline alone, the fact that I feel like I'm sitting in a Mobius chair right now, because I'm fresh off of that film, yeah. um, will be good conversation. But I don't even think a need to. There's a need to rush for it because there's a level of people like me that's gonna watch it, regardless, it, or you that's gonna watch it regardless. But it'll be a bit of a trickling effect because some people are gonna watch it over time and break it up into episodes, and that's kind of how the film is broken up itself. Um, yeah, I noticed so, that it started know, with like week, part one, yeah. and then. How many parts is it? Yeah, like I mean, eight parts, or I believe so. I mean, it literally yeah. ends with the epilogue, though. That's yeah. what you know. Jared Jared Leto comes in with his Joker in the nice. end, which can feel felt a little bit tacked on, but it it was necessary in this film. By the time it comes out, it's like you might as well shit on the wall. You might yeah. As well, you know. Uh, I need to stop saying that phrase. I, that's something that I heard from a crackhead, but I mean, I, it's just very visual. Best phrases like, yeah, ever. Um, but no, uh, got crackhead with Sonic the Hedgehog. Crackheads and Southerners who have no tact always come up with the best catchphrases. My favorite one was this this guy who said, "I'm as cold as a dead man's dick," and I was like, "I don't know (laughs) if that's an appropriate phrase." Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless in that boy folded like a lawn chair. Yeah, (laughs) I went to a um, football camp with Shannon Sharp when I was a twelve year old. I was 11. Did he touch you? No. He was very nice. Uh, but he made us work out till we threw up. So, you know, old school thoughts. Did you feel threatened? Was he looking at you in a strange way while you were doing push-ups? No. In your gym shorts? No. But his brother Sterling was there, too. So. Now, nah, let me stop being disrespectful with fucking <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Never hears this. It was like, what? And he's like literally one of my favorite people. I love Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Yeah, so like, I, I do. Love I do. Sterling Sharp. Yeah, real like speaking of games, though, they was classics, man or whatever. But let's not get too ADHD. Uh, I apologize. I did that, but no, the Snyder Cut, man. So just to get it out the way, like I would rate it like a seven point six seven, rounded up to an eight for me, <laughs> just for the the power of yeah. um what they did. Like I really truly did nerd out and enjoy a a lot about this motherfucking film um but i automatically had to knock off points and i don't do the score thing but just to give it a fair point to you and like reference point and just stamp it down exactly how i feel right now today fresh off of watching it we recording it on your birthday solid fucking eight out of ten you know what i'm saying and definitely grateful but that four hours length that's a lot of time where a lot of slow-mo you probably could have took out yeah. it's a lot of fucking slow-mo just that alone and it uh, maybe a little bit better storytelling where it was almost perfect like i, mean, I could see three hours three and a half hours through 12 but i mean you know beggars can't be choosers and in some ways i feel nitpicky because of the fact that this movie already came out you know what i mean like yeah. it's, it's a part where it's like this they knew it wasn't gonna come. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But I couldn't imagine like sitting in a movie theater trying to watch this for four hours, which is hard. I almost want to knock it down because of that. Yeah. And due to the nature of the, what we're going through and being able to watch it from 
my phone to the you know living room to tell the full truth too i've been trying to watch this thing since it came out a few times like i fell asleep on it at about an hour and a half where i had to switch started watching on my phone and i just got back and shit earlier today in the front um that aspect of it is dope like i could even go back and probably watch a couple of little scenes from it just because of what they did with steppenwolf that'll be something that a lot of people to uh speak about i hadn't really been watching the reviews yet at all outside of um you know, us discussing it piece by piece leading up to this conversation. But Steppenwolf was like a huge upgrade, bro. Like way, way more depth put into him. Um, just he looked more medicine. I loved what they did with this suit. It just made more sense. He just didn't look like a weird soft fish uh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't like have any chance of having any goddamn uh, fight in, in against the Justice League. It was more uh sensible across the board like even scenes like the amazon scene it was just better it was just better uh dark side so worth it that shit was dope the introduction i mean i'm spoiling shit fuck it i'm spoiling shit fuck it like martian the manhunter like he gets introduced these are things you already heard yeah we'll go into more depth about storyline and plot if you like at a certain point you know what i'm saying once you finish it but um I mean, there was a lot to the film that, that I loved, I'm excited about, but I don't know if Zack Snyder needs to do another film um, with with DC, and I don't know how well they still can compete with what Marvel has going on. But, like, how do you feel with your initial reaction from it kind of getting through that first leg of it? Like, how's Well, how I mean... What's your thoughts? The, first of all, the, the Steppenwolf look, you're 100% correct, because that look is just way better. It's just... It's more classic to the sh- to the comic and just looks a lot more hardcore and it, as it should be a lot more terrifying. Um, almost kind of reminds me a bit of, um, you know, uh, the Xeno, Xenomorphs from Alien with the, the helmet and the way it looks and kind of this otherworldly appearance. Now, as somebody who only made it 20 minutes into the original movie that got released, I'm already 45 minutes in. And I'm already way more engaged and way more interested in it. The thing that always gives me hesitation is I did not like Batman versus Superman. And I did not like the director's cut of Batman versus Superman. It improved a little bit, but it was not my favorite thing. I did not care for Man of Steel that much. I thought it was okay. I'm more of a... And this may be because of how I grew up and the time I grew up. Because I'll always be a Clark Kent, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. Especially those first two movies. I love those movies. And I don't think they've done Superman justice since those two movies. Um, I mean, the Superman Returns with Brandon Ruth was kind of okay. Batman will never get better than Christopher Nolan to me. Like, especially Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Like, those are great. But Ben Affleck, I did like from Batman versus Superman. I think he makes a good Batman um, overall. I will say, I, I will say, I'm glad you brought that up. There were certain aspects of the film and certain times in the film where I truly appreciated Ben Affleck's yeah. Batman much more. Um, even through the storytelling, just he looked, like, especially the Batman that they're channeling. We're talking about the older Batman. We're talking yeah, we're about, talking about the you know, Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Batman. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, when we're in this universe, I gave him a little bit more respect in this in this film. And I mean, I'm glad you brought up the Man of Steel and Batman v Superman 
I was I probably I like Man of Steel, but I, I'm on the same kind of scope with that. Uh, but I, I must admit, you know, the propaganda excused film 300 is still my shit. It's still I one still of, love you know, 300. I love I love 300. Film. I do. Frank Miller right. written comic right. book directed by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder came up with Dawn of the Dead and 300, which I both love, and I love Watchmen. Watchmen is a great movie. I've watched the ultimate cut. I've watched the director's cut. There's not a version of that movie I don't like. But when it comes to Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder for me has always been a director of style over substance. And if you want to see the most representation of that, the best way that I can put it is watch Sucker Punch. That movie is terrible. And that's one of his original stories. And I do get a little... You brought up a good point with the slow-mo. I get a little tired of that. There's a lot of slow-mo in his movies. He uses a lot of slow motion. And in Batman versus Superman, I thought that's where it came to the head where it was just like, this is a horribly turned tone or told version of these stories. There's a lot that now, doesn't I make said sense. All of that. I said all of that. But I actually do love this fucking film. Yeah. So I'm, um, I can't wait to watch like, it. I'm much more engaged I'm, right now. I love what they did with selling Cyborg. They fixed Cyborg to me, which was like, it warmed my heart. They put Joe Morton in the film more. You had, that is one of the better actors film, just pound for pound actual acting. Like, I love Aquaman, but, you know, Jason Momoa isn't the best actor to me, but he's not like no. the perfect Aquaman. Yeah. Henry Cavill, uh, the explanation it's still a little bit off key for me how they brought Superman back, but it was way doper. They had to flesh that out. Like there were some campy parts in it, but I thought it was like wonderful, like comic book cheese. And again, at this point, you can't please anybody with the film. So you might as well make it a four hour film, make it an epic and just throw everything you can at it in case they don't come out with a fucking uh, sequel. Um, flat, uh, uh, fucking flash. Some people will think the flash. I, can, I will not be a, surprised if The Flash is some people's favorite character out of this film. Yeah. Of course, I love what Wonder Woman, what they did with Wonder Woman. I'm glad they brought that back after Wonder Woman 2. That didn't get a good response from people, even though I didn't hate Wonder Woman 1984 as much as a lot of people. Uh, based on, I give it a little bit of benefit of the doubt because of Pedro Pascal and the fact that I truly believe that movie would have been a little bit better in movie theaters. You're just lacking a little bit of feel. For well, it. and the, Wonder um, Woman 2 was so much... In my opinion, I look back on it, and Pedro Pascal was my favorite part about that. Was, I mean, in a way, I get that the cheetah character was kind of cheesy. I don't, I'm not upset with anybody that thinks that movie is shit. Now, to think Justice League Snyder cut is shit, I think that's stepping way out of bounds. I yeah. feel like Josh Whedon, like R. Kelly, the original film. Well, and, and Josh like, Whedon, have like, you seen some of the news on him lately? Nah, I don't ever want to see him again based on what he did. I, Apparently. I feel like, uh, Apparently, well, he's like, he's apparently like the way he would treat his actors on set was to create a very hostile environment. And according to some of the reports, like even when Buffy was done filming or whatever, like uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, I never want to hear Joss Whedon's name again. He's a horrible director, creator. You know, he treats his people like crap. And, you know, so, I mean, that was some of the thing that came from. Was it the actor who played Cyborg who released that statement about Joss Whedon initially was talking about that working environment that he created? Man, and now bro, people are like backing it. him up and saying, yeah, he bro. is a terrible person. 
I hated what he what Josh Whedon did to Cyborg in the first film, just yeah. on a base level. You could tell that was like the way it was cut, the way it was edited, the way the CGI the CG was. Zack Snyder respected it a whole. Really, more importantly, the Joe Morton story because that's one of your best fucking actors. Josh Whedon cut out of the original film in a stupid way, and I'm not just saying that to be like the normal asshole. Like I truly, but like you, this motherfucker was in Terminator. This is perfect. Why would you cut him out? Like he butchered the film, but it is like it was like this weird sweet spot that Marvel can reach with these movies at two and a half hours yep. that DC just cannot fucking figure out. And part of that is Marvel took a decade to build up to Avengers Endgame, and DC has to catch well, up. And there was a lot less time, explanation. In my opinion. There's a lot right. less explanation so you when you have that much movie. time. Yeah, you should have dropped that shit like, and then you should have just dropped that shit in 2017 because I think Justice League also garnered garnered some advantage from just technology advancements over time. So I don't know if it would have been as good in 2017 if that was the full Snyder cut, or, yeah. or was it? I should this time I didn't do a lot, enough research, but I feel like they did do some re, some reshoots and some you know additional. CGI, because I'm telling you, what they did with Stephen Wolf's, Stephen Wolf in general, e- and even how they fleshed out his character even more, and tied it in the dark side, and and brought in the world of Apocalypse, and and really fleshed it out, and like the scene with the dark side war, that was like the 300 scene with yeah. Zeus and what happened with them, and that's where that played its part. There were other parts where literally I think you probably could have cut an hour off of the film, but it's kind of hard to say that now. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, just the comic book hurt head in me, bro, loves the film. As far as the film itself, giving it the respect of a Godfather and sitting down four hours at one sitting. Like, I didn't sit down and watch Godfather. There like, are very one. few movies that can keep my attention longer than three hours. Very few. One of them is probably uh, Midsummer, the director's cut, just because I love that movie. Godfather, uh, The Irishman, stuff like that. Um, it's real. It's a real hard buy-in for me with superhero movies with that length, but I am interested in finishing this one. It's got I my mean, attention. William Defoe's weave is worth it alone. I love William you know Defoe. I saw his name show up in the William cast, Defoe. and I was like, William Defoe, bro. William Defoe's weave is impeccable. Did you? Are you excited about the new Spider-Man movie that they're bringing over the other Spider-Man and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin? You know what? I'm just, I, I'm excited, but I'm trying to keep tempered keep, expectations. You, me too. Because me I too. think Spider-Man is starting to reach that point where I'm more excited about Venom because it's like, me too. are y'all milking? Like I love Tom Holland Spider-Man. I know they kind of it feels like they're leading in him into be what Robert Downey Jr. was with Iron Man, but. I'm I'm interested in seeing where that goes, yeah. But um, but yeah, back back to DC. You definitely, of all people, need to finish it. I will. Um, I know you will. I know you will. But don't press yourself either. Enjoy your birthday, and that's kind of the suggestion that I would give to anybody else. It you don't have to. This film isn't even designed really in a lot of ways. To I mean, it's designed in both ways. I'll give it credit for that. You can sit down for four hours if you choose to. But you can break it up into episodes kind of naturally. That's my suggestion. Don't stress yourself out over time. You know what I mean? And we'll revisit it again. Uh, but, like, did you have any questions, any perspectives, like anything to look forward to to kind of push you through or 
Not necessarily. I'm just kind of wanting more to experience it and just go in and just let it kind of wash over me and just see how see how it runs in my brain. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's it's dope. It's dope. It's worth the watch. It's worth the watch. It gives the uh, the tribe stamp of approval. But um, yeah, man, we what else you got, bro? I mean, it's the birthday. We both probably got to get drunk or do something or do something weird today. It's nice outside. I'm going to get Texas freaky in my open. backyard. Hey, bro, you know what I mean? The NSA is watching. Fuck it. Let's give them something to watch. Give them you something to mean? watch. Erica, I think I'm going to watch the uh, South Park Vaxi uh, episode. I never watched or something. I'll That'll work. Chill out day. I'll finish up the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But um, Yeah, man. Happy birthday again, my brother. Thank you, sir. But that's, yeah, no, I don't have anything else. If you agree or disagree with our opinions, though, let us know. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at stt underscore pod, uh, Facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, Instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Um, and tell us what you think about the Snyder Cut. We're definitely interested in hearing. Um, and outside of that, as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Humble bundle. Uh, China, come on, man. Let's get let's work together. Let's come together. I want my ten cent gaming console. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Down with dope, up with hope. <laughs> Stop the Asian hate. It's seven o'clock on the dot. Well, I want some dot. crack rock. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Oh.